EuroLeague is firing on all cylinders. Emmett, Lewis, and Aris are still doing their thing, trying to, well, we'll find out soon, I hope. But it is that time. It is time for EuroLeague Sweet 16. Here we go. Tune in. Great pass from Diamantidis. The lob is done. Here we go. 40 minutes to a title. David Blue to three. On the mark, David Blue. Wow. Aspinelles drives inside. Look for the EuroLeague Sweet 16, exactly what you need. As ever, we are up on SoundCloud and we are, of course, on wherever you get good podcasts. So be sure to search for EuroLeague Sweet 16 to subscribe and get the episodes as soon as they drop. Hello and welcome to EuroLeague Sweet 16 with Mimosha from Team Scott. And yes, yes, we're having, again, a great friend, a great co-host who's become part of the family. David Hine, how are you doing? I think I I I need the... uh... Cousin Dave or something like that. Cousin Dave, yeah. Good, very yeah, good, very them. good. Uh, I, I guess, I guess, I guess what I say, how I say, how I say it, uh, with the enthusiasm slash humor slash wit, whatever. Uh, I guess is okay enough that you want me back. <laughs> <laughs> no, great, great to be back. And uh, as you know, as you found out. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fireman there. If, if you, you know, if you need somebody to step in and, and help, uh, you know, uh, I'm there. I got you. I got your back. We appreciate it a lot. Honestly, that's the reason why we went for the entire concept of a very deeper, very much deeper bench, I think this year. And um, I mean, you know, Emmett is like, I have never expected him to, uh, you know, normal people, they go the extra mile, right? With him, he's going like the extra 10. The dude keeps evolving, like whether he's going to artisanal pastrami business or trying to break world records, becoming the strongest man. I'm like, dude, I, I don't even know where to begin, like, you know, to try and understand, like, where is he gathering all that energy and all that, you know, like there's no fatigue, no chill for him. Yeah, but you know what? It's 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 uh, and and to a certain degree, you know, maybe you can think it's it's one time around this whole big old ball of ball of uh of joy and you know let's just try to get the most out of it you know not yeah. not that you or i you know or you know any listeners don't uh but you know maybe that's you know you just you want to take as much as it as as much as as much of it in as you can i guess you know yeah. then again maybe that could be total bs and i yeah, <laughs> he's, got his own, he's got his own theories ah oh, for sure listen the thing though with lou um with lewis is and I'll, I'll sit here in the open is Lewis is working like crazy to try and improve and try to evolve this show to develop it more and more and you know we, we do hope that soon we'll have news and uh good news and that Aris is doing the same by the way Aris is and it's the, the fact that they're not here on air with us doesn't necessarily mean they're I mean they're they should be back in the coming weeks and uh it's going to be, we promise it's going to be a, a tighter show. You know, there's not going to be a, the four minute warning is actually going to be under four minute warning. And by that, we mean we're going to introduce that segment <laughs> before the show is going to hit the four minute mark. Um, but, you know, that's the, the the situation. But here's the thing. Then, oh, uh, but then you, you bring me on to, uh, to, to wreck it all. To, to <laughs> you know what? Then before we wreck everything up, um uh, and please don't don't do that miley cyrus i came in like a wrecking ball kind of reference please don't but it is the time to go to the most 
inaccurately named segment in all of sports and entertainment today. It is time for the four-minute warning. Four minutes to get through all the action that just happened in EuroLeague. It's the four-minute warning. And we begin, I think, with the fact that we actually had nine games. And we had nine good games. Not one, not two, not three. Sorry, LeBron. We had nine great EuroLeague games. Now, how about that? Um, I don't know. Berlin, Madrid? Nah, but close enough. I, I mean... We definitely had we definitely had a good week of games, without a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. Very so much so much stuff's happened, and it's and it's just uh, I, t- I tell you, man, you know this is um, this whole this whole playoff picture is so crazy right now. You know, right? I mean, yeah, I, not, not not only is it not only is it really you you know you you don't know who's gonna make it. It's like you also don't know who's going to have home court. You know, you know there's. Really, there's there's only two teams that are set, and and they're just like one or two, you know. That's Barcelona it. and Madrid, right? And and you, you got like what yeah. five teams with twelve wins? Five teams, and Monaco is now number eight at eight, but they got like two games. They play two games more than Maccabi, Anadolu, and Fener. Don't you just love it? Like really love it? Well, I don't I don't like Monaco anymore. No, I'm not saying Monaco. I'm saying in general, like the situation. okay. Yes. I, the the only thing that the only thing that I, that I, that I uh, that I wish, and this is one of the things that you do have to give props to the champions, the basketball champions league is that they have, a, uh, you know, they have fewer games. And so there's a little bit of space that if something happens and you knew something might happen that you could try to build in like a week or here or week or there that you can, you know, cause you know, you know, all these games that still have to be made up and, and, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be really hard for some of these teams. And, and I, that's just a little bit of a, uh, uh, you know, of a, of a pity, of a shame that, that, that's, that we kind of have to, we're going to have to kind of watch that. And I just hope that that extra burden on those players doesn't lead to injuries, you know, that, 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 that's, that's one of the things that I, I get um, what you're saying. I do, but here's the thing. Because you're not only, because a lot of teams are not, not only missing the yearly games, but a lot of them are also, well, some of them, not a lot, I don't know, about, I don't, but, but some of them are also moving, uh, missing domestic league games as well, you know? And so those also have to be somehow put in there, you know? Granted that the workload is something that has to be acknowledged, right? Injuries can happen. And especially when you're coming off COVID, like, I'm not say that, you know, your games got canceled because your opponent had COVID. Say that you had COVID, not not you, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah I know what you mean. I know what you mean. If, if the players were symptomatic and, you know, it, it, it had an effect, but not in terms of sore throat, right? But in terms of like it affected your lungs, it's imagine this. Whenever you go back to the gym or play pickup games after you had a cold, just, you know, the common cold and, to whoever is listening, we are not by any means whatsoever trying to compare COVID to the common cold. It is not the same. And Anybody who knows me would say that's the farthest thing from my mind. So, yes. <laughs> but my, my point is, it just goes to show like I'm, I'm through the common cold. I'm going to show you how much more difficult that is to come back from COVID. The thing um, Whenever you're coming back from the common cold, right? The first practice, the first time you hit the basketball court, you feel your lungs burning. And it's that hard to to get back to how you were just before you had that simple cold, right? And then when you cannot breathe, this means that it affects your entire body because your body needs to work like a machine. Whenever you slow down, whenever you explode, whenever you accelerate, 
the human body is a machine. So whenever you're coming back from COVID or from whatever godforsaken thing that you had, it's much more difficult. So granted, you know, the workload is an issue, but it, gave, it, it legit gave us the, the amazing opportunity to be exposed to new talents. When, I, when you're thinking about Real Madrid, they used kids from their youth department who played and they played good. And we had a good game who no one saw it coming. So true, not all teams have that depth like Madrid has it. But I, I really got to give kudos to, to the early because somehow with this crazy outbreak for the time being, it seems that it was managed like in a way that, I mean, we're not really feeling, at least for now, the implications of it all. True coaches have a bigger headache. And so the, and for sure, the, the strength and conditioning coaches, huge headache. But for the time being, it seems that everything is okay. Everything is okay. Now, BCL, they, they tried to adapt to the situation that they had. And what, they've changed the format like what, twice in the past three years? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean... You know, you it's can, fewer te- it's fewer teams though too. But we don't need we don't need to talk about the BCL. No, I'm saying, nobody this like this discussion of who's doing it better. I think it's no, I never put in there. I I I just think that it was. Um, I never thought of that the, that the BCL is doing it better. It's just they you know the the way that it's structured. They have that they have that ability in there. Uh, it's it, it's it's not necessarily you know better well, or, or worse. You really uh, has it as well. That's the thing. And when we talked about it, I think last week or two weeks ago, we talked about, you know, you're going to have at least a couple of weeks, if not more, between the end of the regular season and the beginning of the playoffs. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah, exactly. You said that, that, you know, we could we could extend it if we needed to. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's true. like the, 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 the possibility is there. It's like, true, you have, a, um, you have a window. It's not as big as BCL's window, but you have a window. And again, for the time being, I cannot say, you know, that this solution is better than that one or that that solution is better than this one. Both work for the time being, you know, so unless something, you know what, let's, here's the thing. That's why this episode is going to be PG-13, unless a shitstorm is going to hit, you know, all the competitions. I think both, both solutions are good. And this is me at my most, perhaps, diplomatic moment, I'd say, in the past six, seven, eight, maybe 10 years. I mean, even the Euro Cup is fantastic. I oh, mean, for those who wow. for those who haven't been watching the Euro Cup right now, it's go watch it. Go watch it. It's it's there's there's uh, I mean, you have you have a couple of actually super superstar power uh, powerhouses, um, but uh, you know you have emerging teams there there and there's loads of talent in that league too right now so i mean it, it, there's just so much talent right now in european basketball it's just awesome i mean any competition you watch and you know and, and, and all you have to do is say you know i mean you look at this look at the the competition look at the Euroleague, league you know you know that that a team like panathinaikos can can you know really you know you know fs you know we're still not 100% convinced, you know, with FS and, and they go in and, and boom and, and almost take down FS. And that would have been a huge loss for FS. When you look and, at some of the other teams that won Byron won, Benabache won, Monaco won. If they had lost that game, uh, Maccabi won, 
Um, you know, if they had lost that game, that would have been so bad for them, especially because it was against Panathinaikos. If it had been against Monaco, if it had been against Bayern or Fenerbahce, it would be a different story. But uh, so, and, and, but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's like, boom, there's like so much talent everywhere uh, that you got to be on every game. And every game means so much. And now you see, like, I, I know usually we talk just early on this show, but you know what? It, it's a good thing you opened this up because you brought it up. Um, Partizan, they're about to get Vukcevic, like Tristan Vukcevic. And we had that same discussion, like I think last week, talking about when you think about the 13th, 14th, and 15th guy on the Madrid roster, we said, ah, it's going to be Fernandez, it's going to be like uh, uh, Tavares. And, you know, they've just added like Gabby Deck. And now you're thinking the same thing about Partizan. What on earth? It's like, They are super teams. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to say something that might sound controversial, but it's a damn truth, and I'm not going to apologize for it, okay? Like, I was in, 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 in self, like, you know, in a preemptive kind of quarantine, okay? I got exposed to someone, and, and I came back negative, but still I had to because I, don't want to, I didn't want to risk anyone at home or at work. So despite being negative and everything else, you know, I just stayed quarantined in a room so I won't like have to uh put to to endanger to endanger anyone and it was rough like you know you have you have to stay in a room and there's like there is a very limited amount of how much tv you can watch or how many shows you can do or books you can read and you know so you're doing your job you're doing the articles and everything else and having that like dosage of basketball coming back at your way helps a whole lot And you have a lot of EuroLeague games and you have a lot of EuroCup games and it helps, you know, because it's giving you something new to focus on and new things to, to think about in terms of whether it's scouting, you know, that we're just doing as a hobby for now, or whether it's, you know, see and get news that you might have to report. But here's the thing, having more basketball games, especially in this day and age where you don't know if you're going to have to be quarantined the next day or in a couple of hours from now, It gives you, you know, it helps. That's all I'm saying. So, you know, it is what it is. You can be with your loved ones, but it just helps to, to, to have that extra thing you can do. And I mean, you know, you, 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 when you watch the Euro Cup, you're watching the future Euro League too. Exactly. You know, exactly. Like, like, here's a guy, just remember him because he will be, if he doesn't, if he actually doesn't make it to the jump to the NBA, He will be in the Euroleague most likely next year from local We can say it for the BCL as well because yeah. no, wait. We can, we can. Yeah, sure, sure we can. But no, but let's stick to let's stick to Europe because from the BCL. But let's stick to Europe because uh but again a name to watch. A name to 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 you know he he will be in the Euroleague next year if he doesn't um if he doesn't make it if he's not in NBA next year. That's Jonathan Motley. Oh with with uh with locomotive Kuban is is just this massive uh, 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 uh listen if, if you want to go watch if you want to watch um two of the absolute uh, two absolute rock star like uh players who who, who aren't there yet name wise and everything else and this comes back to john brown go watch, wait for the uni the unix kazan Locomotive and and wait and see what uh, uh, John Brown going against uh, Jonathan Motley is going to be fantastic. Uh, I just I can't wait to watch it. I, I a VTV game just it's a game that I want to go watch somehow. I don't know. I don't. I've never watched it. I've never watched a VTV league game. I admit that, uh, but that one uh, is is definitely one I, I want to watch. And there's just so many guys. There's so many guys. But it's so it's so great. 
Yeah, but you look at uh, Johannes Voigtman, right, and Jordan Theodore. They, they, it's like, okay, some made that jump from BCL to EuroLeague, but the the path Kevin, the players usually go, it's supposed to be like BCL, Euro Cup, and EuroLeague. And, you know, it, it's understandable. Point being is, we had two surprises, by the way, in the EuroLeague that we really have to talk about. One of which is, well, Panathinaikos started getting smoked, but actually getting, you know, getting their money's worth, I think, from, from Anadolu FS. And I think we cannot overstate or oversell like how the, the fight for the number eight spot is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. And all of a sudden, you have that, you know, that's somewhat of a surprise between Panathinaikos and Anadolu FS. You see how Maccabi manhandled Olympiakos in that game in Tel Aviv. And but you said wouldn't happen. Yeah, and I also said, <laughs> <laughs> and I also said that Millwall will win the cup. That, no, sorry. that, that was that was impressive. That that was impressive. I mean, for for them to throw it down like that, a, a team that hasn't played in so long, you know. But but and this is something that you brought up way you know beginning of the year. Um, you know, be, before that winning streak, you're like, you know, they didn't have a preseason, and and so this is you know this is a this was a mini preseason. This was a preseason midseason you know you know work in your guys figure things out you know we've we've had a couple of months now and this is this is the things that are working these are the things that aren't working right now we're not doing this and this and this right let's work on it you know okay even if you only have eight guys at practice you can still do it here hey athletic trainer stand in run go this way to do you know that you know it's you know if you're just going to practice you could do things like that but uh that that you know, I thought it was going to be. Uh, I I did say that uh, it was going to be yeah, a close game. You did. It, um, it felt like it felt like it before the game. Like when we recorded the show, even though we said like you know Maccabi Olympiakos Olympiakos will have the upper hand. They have you know quality depth. Yada yada yada, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Now you kind of sensed that it is a potential landmine, right? It it, it it is a potential surprise in the making. Like it could happen, especially in Tel Aviv. In front of a full house, by the way, it wasn't a full house, like nine, nine thousand, maybe ten. Uh, this is not a point, though. What I was impressed mostly about, I mean, aside of you know Ante Zizic, because you know you're seeing Zizic this year, he's like one of the top five, if not top three, centers in the early, hands down. The biggest thing for me was Maccabi were perhaps one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the Euro League, and the three-point defending, like perimeter defense, I think they were ranked perhaps among the last teams and if that wasn't enough they faced a team that i think was one of the best in terms of shot conversion like in ter- you know from you take the entire amount of shots that they have each game each game and i think they were about 45 percent of their shots from the field were from from deep and in terms of percentage also a great team and the way that maccabi locked that perimeter and I think I think if I remember, if memory serves me right, you know what? Let's let's do the, let's do this job correctly, the right way, the way it should be done. Olympiacos, by the way, Maccabi took sixty-two shots from the field. Right? It was forty-one for two points, twenty-one from deep. Olympiacos were limited to fifty-one shots, twenty-nine and twenty-two. So to take a team like Olympiacos to limit them to twenty-two shots. And I can say from what I remember that it, it looked like most of them, the, the defensive rotations, you know, almost each and every one of them was a tough shot. 
like Maccabi suffocated Olympiacos on the defensive end. And this is, this is not a small feat. You know, you cannot overlook that. Because Maccabi, they legislated their defensive game was not, was not all that great in, in the past couple of months. Now, should they go and say, ah, nah, you know, we're behind that crisis? No, they're probably going to take it step by step, one day at a time, the way they should. But all of a sudden, you look at the table and you see they're just two games behind number eight spot. So maybe things aren't this bad. Maybe they still have their shot. That's well, that's because when we talked about it last week, I said, I, I don't know if, if, if Maccabi, who, by the way, four turnovers. And, and, and I think the, I think the fourth turnover was even in the, in the, uh, in the last couple of minutes. Could be. And we should say kudos, um, uh, thank you to, to Frankie because Frankie Sachs tweeted about it saying uh, that was, I think they uh, uh, compared like an all time low in terms of turnovers. It they was, said, it was the, it was the fewest in your league uh, history yeah. uh, for, for the it tied. Um, I, I wrote the game report. So that's why I remembered uh, Frankie, yeah. Frankie told me. So that's, <laughs> um, but, but, that was the thing that I said. As I, uh, if you look at the team, I said I said from the potential of getting of getting better was Bayern. Um, okay, we talked about how the losses were the the worst, but I, I just I said Maccabi. I don't know if Maccabi can get the the mojo that they had during that streak where they won. What was it seven in a row that they won? Right? No, uh, whatever it was the the big the big. The, the big the big run that they did have this season, right? I, if they, I don't, I didn't know if they could get that mojo back and, uh, and, so, but you, you see what they can do if they, if they, if they, when you know, things if they did, yes. Yeah, exactly. So Look, uh, um, seven of eight is what it was. Seven of eight. Yeah. And the thing is they were like, they forced Olympiacos to 15 turnovers. They forced Olympiacos. I'll say it. I'm, I'm saying it again and again on purpose because Olympiacos, was perhaps one of them, one of the best passing teams in the EuroLeague that averaged, I think, 17.4 up to this game. And they've limited them to 50 now. I know 2.4 assists last. It, it's not that, it's not that big of an achievement. But when you look at the assist to turnover ratio, 15 to 15, like it is crazy when we're talking Olympia Coast. Maccabi had a ratio of one to four. For every turnover, they had four assists. Now, if they keep playing the way they did against Olympia Coast, I don't know. It, it's it can get interesting, but enough Maccabi. Let's talk Milan. They played two games. Monaco played two games. Both teams won both games. What do you make of it? Um, I, I, I'll I'll tell you that um, I, I think that the that Milan have a have an understanding. Uh, I I think you can even say elite understanding that. They know whether or not they get they they implement it, but they have an elite understanding of how they need to play to win, and uh, and and you know they they shut down uh, a Cheska team that you know that we were talking last week. You know, hey, this is you know is this the them you know awakening awakening you know whatever and how good they looked, and then to. You know, to shut down to fifty-seven points, I think that's the fewest lot, the fewest points that they've ever had in a loss at home. Um, so, I mean, we've never doubted what Milan can be, but what, what Milan have, yeah. But, but yeah. I doubted Cheska, and this is why. This is this was exactly my point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and that's and that, and I think that that the 
I don't, I don't, this, this elite understanding of what they need to do to get a win. I, that, uh, Seska doesn't have that. They, they don't have that. They're, they're guys, Lundberg, Feitman, even Shangalia, in, in, those guys don't have it. I don't even know if Shred has it, to be honest. You know, Gregonis, I, I, I think Gregonis with his, with the, with that Lithuanian ness in him. <laughs> Okay, I'm 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 gonna say something. Uh, uh, but that, anyhow, so I don't know if I don't know if they have it. But I, but you look at the guys, and and I'm not saying it's is you have it because you're old. It's it's different, you know, with if, with the, with those uh, with those Milan guys. So here's the thing, because of Cheska, and I'll let you get back to Milan real shortly here. No, you can keep going because I I don't really I don't really have all that much more to say about Milan. <laughs> Maybe we said it was going to be the game, you know, that it was going to yeah. be the big game, and 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 it was, you know, Lundberg, right. Reganis and and Toko and all these guys. In terms of supporting role, I take each and every one of them to each and every one of my teams that, that I would have built. But Jessica used to have star power. Star power. Well, before before you go, I, I don't I don't actually know what happened with Hackett. So uh... yeah, but but Hackett, he's like the perfect supporting supporting guy, the perfect yeah. one for that job. Okay, no, but what I mean is, do we know why he would, he didn't play? Because obviously he would have been, you know, he would have made a difference. Yeah, I'm, look, the thing I love the most about Hackett is that people keep underestimating him no matter what. He was an offensive weapon. He became one of the best defensive weapons. And he could, you know, he could compliment like pretty much everyone on the court, like in the backcourt. Whether you have Amilo, Shenando, Ajax, uh, uh, Corey Higgins, uh, hell, you know what? They could have had us in a backcourt, and he would would have covered our asses, like in terms of the on the defensive end, probably on the offensive one as well, right? That's if, if, if if then only one of us at the same at the same time, not both of us. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but that's my point. That's that's like how big of a of, of a player that I think he really is. But when, when you're talking Chesco, when you're talking, you know, teams that are making it to the Final Four, they are star packed. They have those guys who are top-notch, like A-listers in terms of supporting cast, right? But they have, like, their uh, Vasa Misicis and Larkins. And, and if you're talking Olympiacos, you have your uh, Costas Lucas, right, who's, who's an A-lister in, in a lot of ways, especially in this, in this EuroLeague. And you have your uh, Decolo and Vesely. You know, you still have these guys who are the pillars of their teams, and if I'm going to ask you about Cheska, who you got that you can say, okay, this guy is a pillar? That's a tough question, right? Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't know if you you know, I, I think you could say Hackett. You could say Hackett, and I think I, I you could you could you could probably get away with it with Milunatov if he's healthy, you know, and and, and in form. And also with Toko. Think, and also with Toko, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But but they have. Yeah, to- I, don't, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's not right. But you know it's yeah. My point is they have too much guys for a Cheska again for a Cheska team. Too many guys who are supposed to be like supporting on supporting role. That's my point, and this is why I think the Cheska is not like I wouldn't be that surprised if for the first year I think ever since the Euroleague. Uh, uh, started if they'll miss out on this year's. So do you foresee then? You know, because I mean, so do you? 
and I, I guess this is something that we had before. It's like, do you think that Seska is the is the team that's in danger the most of those teams uh, uh, of of not making it, other than if, FS10? Yes, 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 yes. Hell yes, even if you if if I were to say like two spots, obviously number eight is up for grabs for everyone right now, especially because Anadolu FS really hasn't managed to 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 find their like you know to, to find their rhythm consistently. They had some games. They had some moments in games where you know that you would have said that, you know, they are badasses. So if they are badasses, right. And, but only for periods of the game. So, so yeah, in my books, number eight spot, definitely up for grabs. And from the other seven teams, Cheska, I think are the, 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 the team who's the first, uh, uh, that I would say that is the likeliest perhaps in to most, maybe in, in, in most possible, in most possible danger. Yeah. Say. The second one, by the way, no, it's supposed to be like uh, for me. Uh, I'd say it's Milan, and then maybe, maybe Unix. I don't know about Milan. I think Milan have enough. Uh, like, like I said, they'll they'll slow it down. They'll dirty it up. They'll fight it out uh, in the games that they need. And you know, they're they're at they are they're they're at they're where they are right now. Uh, I guess no. I guess they they did make up one game, so I, I think that they're. I I don't think that they're really in that much of a danger. Uh, those veteran guys, they'll they'll know how to get the victories that they need. It seems to me, in my in my in my eyes. Speaking of which, uh, victories that you need. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Fenner's uh, uh, Fenner Fenner's win just now, uh, just yet. I mean, Monaco, they're, they're on, a, on a great roll. I don't think it's going to continue, though, for, uh, you know, throughout, because eventually they lose, uh, they'll lose a few games and they'll, you know, start their job, I, I think. To me, it's more of a... I definitely saw the Unix win over Barcelona. It, it did not come to me as a surprise. You know what? I'm going to say, I'm gonna say that, that even if Miritich was fit to play, that I definitely would have still picked Unix for that win. You know, this is a, um, again, I, I, you know, I'm not going to tire saying that I think John Brown is the most underrated player in the, in the year league, well, maybe in all of your, without, without of European it. basketball. I mean, I love it. He loves it. Lewis definitely loves it. Yeah. And, and um, I mean, Hazonia was fantastic. I mean, Hazonia said, okay, in this game in particular, really, you know, uh, you know, the Browns are, they have it and let them do it. And then Mara's like, okay, I'll do it here and there. And, uh, and uh, you know, that, that they got it. And this was that they got it done without Kanan, uh, uh, Isaiah Cannon really doing very much. Um, it's, you know, this is, this is a really, really well-built team. And, and I know you really like uh, Parasovic. And, uh, and I, I wonder though, what, okay. You know, Meritage not being there is one thing, but I wonder if, if this game had been played two weeks later, three weeks later, I wonder if it would have been the same result. It would have looked the same because you know, Caletas, 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 Caletas clearly wasn't in rhythm, which you cannot, you, you can never expect him to be. Uh, but I mean, I mean, Yucopitis shit himself. You know, every time John Brown was in the, it was around, he's like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. But I, I just I wonder that if you give if you put this game then if you would put this game in the schedule in two weeks with Caletas back having two three games 
in him with the rhythm back. I think it, it maybe would be different. Again, you sudden merit, you know, okay, you have to deal with, you know, injuries, whatever, you know, but I think, you know, you give uh, Coletta's a little bit more time. I think this, this is your guy. This is your guy that you're, you know, you're, that you're living with. And so, uh, you know, he even said, you know, I'm going to die with, you know, we're going to die with him until, you know, when he, when he finally gets back, but you know, they have him back. Higgins was really the Higgins was really the only good player for them. You know, I mean, even, even Davies wasn't, you know, great. He was, he was solid, but he wasn't, you know, unbelievable or anything like that, you know? Okay. So I agree that the game would have went, I'd say this, it would have went differently, like in terms of the way that it would have, you know, probably developed or played. I don't think necessarily that the outcome would have changed. And from all the stats that you can look from that, look up from that game, you know, which one stands out the most? If you were, I want to hear what you said. <laughs> okay, so if, you, no, please. if you were to go and and you know just see two players, just two players from Unix, what they did for two points, and these two are Lorenzo Brown and John Brown. They the damage they caused was like they shot 16, 16 of twenty four. That's like sixty seven percent, right? Mm, I I don't have the math right now in my head, but, no, but it sounds like about right. So, yeah. Two players that are, are, you know, so essentially two players scored 32 points with, you know, whether it's around the ring or mid-range. That tells me a huge problem on the defensive end, essentially. And especially when you're talking, like, they didn't finish the game with 90-something points. No, they scored 70, 70 points. Of, the, of those 70 points, 32 came, like, almost half were scored by two players for two points. More than half the points were scored by them. But when you think about it, just let that sink in. So if you're talking about the duo of Corey Higgins and uh, uh, Nikolaitis, that is an underrated defensive duo on paper. Because Kalaitis is a good defender. Corey Higgins for sure is a two-way player, no doubt about it. So you can say one may have limited, like, you know, whether it's uh, Eucobitis or, or Isaiah Kanan, right? That might explain it. But how on earth do you allow Lorenzo Brown to, to, to finish the game with uh, uh, eight, eight for 10? Bloody 80%. 80% for a guard for two points. This is, like, mind-blowing. Lorenzo's like, man, why are you killing on me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not killing him. Kudos, like, amazing game. To me, like more impressive than his eight out of 10, like eight of ten for two points was the eight assists. Uh, he's uh, he's shooting fifty nine point four percent this season on two pointers this year. Yeah, he's definitely going to get up, upgrade for next year, no doubt. He earned it. He deserves it. He, he nine not... nine of nine of twelve on twos against Olympiacos, seven eleven against Berlin. So the Browns, the Browns have it, man. The Browns are the Browns oh, are, yeah. are no doubt, no doubt. So. Were you surprised at the late surge, the comeback of, of, of Asheville over Svesta, who's Svesta themselves? What on earth? Uh, I don't know if I, I mean, no, I don't, I don't really think so. I, I, you know, the, the, you know, Chris Jones said, you know, look, Akobo's not here. I actually, actually, you got to say what Lacombe, what Lacombe did was amazing. I, I mean, that. You know, he clearly saw that they didn't have the energy and, and he, his third quarter was absolutely fantastic. And then Jones just kind of carried it over the line, you know, and, you know, they didn't really have too much other than that, you know, and it's just like, 
and and uh, you know just just came up with some big points, you know, with some big plays uh, in the fourth quarter. But it's the same story, you know. If if Svezda cannot score enough points, they're not, you know. And Dolbridge, you know, that was a career high. Nobody else, you know, White. You know, I remember, I remember we were talking about, and I said, White, you know, I said, we need to, I said, I said that they need to get more points. White hadn't been playing for a while, um, but Kalinich, okay, Kalinich did end up with nine, but really wasn't an offensive factor at all. Uh, you know, so it's just, they, they need Walter okay. to score more, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm so, again, I'm it's sorry. all this whole thing is to score, you know. I'm sorry for, for doing what, what I'm about to do. The, when Kalinich fouled out, Svezda were yeah. up, they were up. From that moment on, Villarban made their run. Make of it whatever it is you want to make of it. I'm making it into a hat. <laughs> Airplane in the movie. Remember that? <laughs> that just take away everything, huh? Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's it, but it's still it goes down to the whole thing. It's it it you know they 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 don't have they don't have the offensive firepower. If they had a little bit more offensive firepower, maybe White can maybe White can fill in with that. You know, he was out for a while, and then he is so versatile, can do many so many different things. And maybe if he can do that, yeah, it was sixty three fifty eight with uh, with four minutes left when when uh, when uh, Kalanich went out. So essentially, they went on an eleven four run. Without Kalinich, say what you will about Kalinich offensively. Defensively, uh, you can't say anything about Kalinich. No, in general, is is unbelievable. I love Kalinich. Uh, and it's 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 like it feels too bad for like you would have felt bad at the end of that game either way because either you sympathize with with like Zvezda because they're they're a team that likes to fight or with Asphalt because you know there's somewhat of a dark horse in this competition. And whenever you see a dark horse, you, you you had that you have that tendency for you know rooting for him. So there's that. But is there any reason we should talk about like Panathinaikos right now or you know the Madrid game? Or is no, that, no, no. It's understandable. I, I am, by the way, expecting Zeni to get into a crazy and not just crazy, but like killing mode very soon when uh, you know when they're, when Shabazz is going to get into a rhythm and actually well actually uh, play. <laughs> in the early is he gonna play <laughs> well, you know i'm expecting him to play you know with him they've shown us that they were perhaps more than just like your final four contender who knows who knows maybe he'll play next year <laughs> Thank you know if he plays next year where will he play them but you know joggeries they had a chance but they then they came to istanbul with a few positive COVID cases. So then you were kind of, okay, it's going to be an easy Fenner win, but then Jaguaris kind of dominated during that game. And then they somehow managed to lose that. And now we know that Fenner are going to come to Tel Aviv this Thursday, having uh, uh, Starks in their front, in their uh, backcourt as an addition. By the way, by Starks, I do mean, of course, Markel Starks. So come on, hit me up. Tell me, uh, what it is you uh, you want to tell me? I mean, it's it's still there. Fenerbahce is still right there. They're a game behind, uh, one win behind. You know, uh, with a game in hand uh, behind FS, and you know, it's 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 still a powerhouse team. It's still everything else. That's I don't know if I if I count them out more than I think FS won't make it. You know, you understand what I mean? I don't mistrust 
uh, I don't mistrust oh. FS as uh, any more than I trust uh, uh, Fenerbahce. No, I mean, that, we trust Fener more. It's just I think the the bottom line it's it, it's that yeah, it, but, it, but, we, but we don't. But we, I don't know if we do because of those injuries, you know. And so, yeah, sorry. but that's my point. That it's like when they had like Vesely and Decolo, you trusted them, but. It's like, that's my point. I trust Fenner more than I trust Anadolu, but I trust a full rostered Fenner more than I trust Anadolu. Because- but, Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I mean right now. I can't, I can't say that I trust them more than I distrust FS. You know, because you know. We, we don't know when the gas is going to run out in their tank. Not having a yeah. guy like Vesely because his impact- Or when those guys are going to come back. You know, and what they're going to, and, and what they're going to look like when they come back. Exactly. And how long will it take them to, to look like what the team needs them to look like? So that, that is essentially a big issue. I'd say that we covered it pretty much all, right? And it took us like, I think, perhaps eight intervals or maybe 12 of, of four minutes. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, and on that bombshell, as Emmett loves to say, I think it is time for the games of the week. And boy, do we have a lot of games. Yes. So uh, last week, we actually had, a, a, what, 11 games, right? Mm-hmm. So this week, did we pick all 11 games though? I think we only because we didn't pick the Milan game. Yeah, we didn't pick the Milan game, the Milan Alba game. Though I, I, I do have that, that tendency to think that we would have picked like Milan. Yeah, I would say so. Oh, by the way, Basconia did not get a Basconia uh, win, like Byron got the win <laughs> essentially. <laughs> We can't we, we can't underestimate how big that, that win is just to, 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 oh, to, no. keep, to keep Basconia away. And to keep, you know, keep track with, with those other teams. Look, yeah. on, honestly, for Byron, like a loss to like Zvezda, Maccabi, Anadolu, yeah, that would be devastating. Like these are the ones they should aim to like get a, uh, it, it, these games are a must win for them. But we do have, uh, um, like Maccabi will play two games this week. It will be a double rounder for them. And I really do hope so that we're not going to miss out on any other game. You know, I don't, to be honest right now, I don't know which games are, what other games are going to be on. Of course, we're recording this show at the beginning of the week. So changes are uh, possible as, you know, COVID is still outraging in the world. Uh, so we, we do acknowledge that. So what we will do, we'll just, according to the EuroLeague website, what games that are presented there, right? Uh, these are the games that we will address and pick. So on Tuesday, Maccabi will face Alba Berlin. Uh, and the round itself, round 23, fellas, it begins with Zenit Anadolu FS, which is, come on, you got to admit, it is a pure festivity. No way around it. Olympiakos Vesda, Maccabi Fener. Yes, they are playing Fener as well. Then we'll have Barcelona Asvel still on the 27th. Then on the 28th, we have a Russian Derby. We have Unix Kazan. Versus Cheska, Monaco hosting Real Madrid, Panathinaikos, Basconia, Milan versus Jalgiris. And of course, how can we forget? We have the German Derby, Bayern, Alba Berlin. Jawohl, jawohl. <laughs> exactly. So, Dave, give me your two games to watch and your 10 picks, please. Um, what was the... Copy uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alba, that's the 10th game. Maccabi, Maccabi Alba. Okay, yeah, Maccabi Alba. Yeah, so Maccabi Alba, I'll say uh, Maccabi will win that. I think Maccabi is, uh, is 
Uh, yeah. Um, game to watch, game to watch, game to watch. Hey, standings, I think you you have to say, uh, oh, uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm actually going to say uh, Maccabi uh, Fenerbahce. Because uh, I, I know you, you you might you might go with Senate and 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 and, uh, and FS, but uh, and um, but I kind I kind of think that that Maccabi Fenerbahce, the, the loser of that, is um, is going to you know slowly maybe maybe put themselves behind the eight ball. I know it's kind of early to put that there, but let's say that. Uh, so I, I think I think Maccabi and, and Fenerbahce, and also it seems if Maccabi can, continues to roll. Uh, so I've delayed that enough. Uh, and the other one on, on, on Friday, uh, the Russian Derby. I mean, you know, to to see to see if to see if if, if Chuska can can kind of bounce back from from the, their performance against uh, against Milan, and uh, just because I, right now I think. I think John Brown is must watch right now the way he's the way he's playing. And so I, I think I'll go with it. And you need my picks. You need my picks too. So yeah. Maccabi, Maccabi over Alba. <laughs> I'll come back. I'll come back to that. Uh, uh, and I'll say, I, I, I think that Olympiacos will not get Svezda. Did it. I got it in there. Uh, and I'll go with Maccabi and I'll go with Barcelona and then Unix, Real Madrid. Oh, uh, I'll say Basconia. Yeah, I'll go with Basconia. Why not? Um, they are playing a little bit better. Um, and then Milan, and I'll, I'll go with Bayern, and Zenit, uh, Zenit, uh, Zenit, and and FS. Oh man, you know, I, I guess for the sake of of giving us a little bit uh, more to talk about standings wise, I'm gonna go with FS because I'd like to have Zenit come down. A little bit closer to the 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 mess that is the playoff picture. I can see why he had that thing between Maccabi, uh, Fenner, and uh, of course, of course, of course, the uh, Anadolu FS Zenit game. You have the the three teams that are potentially going to be the the ones that are going to fight for the final spot in the playoffs. So you know, each one of these games is going to be like crazy interesting. Uh, and of course, the Russian Derby, it's as easy. And I'll go with Maccabi Fenner, not just there, that game gets the edge because I want to see when and if the absences of Vesely and the Colo start will, in the, will actually take its toll eventually. Will it happen this Thursday or, or not? So it is something, it, it is something to follow. Um, as for my picks, yes, I'm going with a Maccabi win over Alba just because Maccabi really got to get that win. I'm going Zenit because Anadolu FS are just too darn unstable. And because Zenit really have to bounce back and it's, you know, it's a home game for them. They cannot, they cannot allow themselves to lose. Olympiacos, uh, because they are perfect at home. I don't see Svezda as a team that will, you know, take their innocence. If, if for the lack of a better, very un uh, controversial phrase, if that's if that's okay with you, sure. Yeah. So Maccabi will get the win over Fenner, Barcelona, Unix, Madrid, Panathinaikos, Milan, and what happened last time? Bayern and Alba, you know, played each other. Wait, you did you pick Panathinaikos over over Milan? Yeah, no Milan over Basconia, Milan over Zagreb. Oh, wait, 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 okay. 
I see I see the greens. I'm like, wait Listen, here. I'm confident. Yeah. I am that confident. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wait, wait, so wait, did you pick do you pick Brasconia or did you pick Panathinaikos? No, I I picked Panathinaikos. You picked Panathinaikos. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 possible. It could happen. It um, is no for sure, for sure, for sure. Again, for so sure again. what happened last time that like Alba Berlin and uh Byron played? Who won? Oh, yeah, yeah, Byron won by third, by, by thirteen in, uh, in in the in the in the in the Hauptstadt in the capital. As they okay, say. so I'll 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 pick Byron fully knowing and and accepting the power of the potential jinx that I might have over this game. I'll pick Byron, and you know these are my, uh, my picks and my uh, yeah the game, game games to watch. So just what would we think if yeah. Berlin were to win the two games this week? And the reason I asked that is okay, Maccabi, you know, they're they're you know, they had lost eight games in a row before this week. And uh so you know, uh you know, they're they're not necessarily out of the woods. Um and uh, uh and and then you know Bayern and then Bayern, you know, city, you know, country country rival. Um they're at, at eight and thirteen, and uh and they bring they bring Bayern a game closer, uh, and they bring and then they actually they well, depending on what 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 Maccabi would do against Fenerbahce, they could actually pull even if Fenerbahce also if if Fenerbahce also beat beat Maccabi. So, do we think anything at all if uh, Albert Berlin uh, do win both of these games? Um, you know, I, I can't see them go any higher than like 12, 11 maybe. And by the way, when we were they, playing, they, they still have... don't know like you know. With who they're gonna come here, like you know, who's, who's gonna be like in the in, in the roster? That's like how crazy situation is. But you know, they, they had a full roster, right, against Milan. Yeah, they're okay still. They're back to to to, to full. I mean, okay, maybe. Yeah, I think. <laughs> now, okay, I was just just wondering if 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 we think anything up like that about that, you know, because. You know, it, 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 they would be at eight wins if they were to get both of these, and, and they still would have two games in in hand. You know, the question is when you, when you put their roster against, like, say, Anadolu FS, Fener, uh, Cheska, do, do you see them being competitive enough to finish it as the number eight seed? I don't. No, no, but I just just wanted to extend the uh, podcast a little bit longer to give you uh, some more headaches. <laughs> okay, so with that. <laughs> Huge detour and perhaps unnecessary one, but who am I to judge you? I am the one to judge you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, it's time to uh, to wrap this up. So, Dave, let everyone know where can they find you. Uh, easiest way is uh, Twitter uh, at High News H E I N N E W S at High News. Uh, taking the charge Substack that has everything. Uh, you know, most of the goodness on there. That's the podcasts taking the charge, taking the charge prospects, gone traveling with uh, with uh, Mr. Barta here with me. Um, and um, yeah, so Twitter has all of, like if I'm writing articles, I, I tweet it all out. So that's the easiest way. Oh, that's great. So make sure you follow him as ever. You can follow Lewis at half Glenny Emmett at the various social media platforms of Bond Europe. Aris Barca said R Barkas, and of course the Eurohoops uh, of various social media platforms. And as for myself, you can find me at I am Team Scout at Moses B1 on Twitter at Moses B1 on Instagram. And there's also the Facebook page of Team Scout and the website itself. Now, I think that is it. So till next time. Great pass from Bianca Didi. 40 minutes to a title. Davis loose to three. Oh!
Sweet 16, exactly what you need.